Thank you again for joining us on Corner of the Clubhouse. I'm Kyle Blanks, and joining me again is Jeff Wilson. Jeff is a freelance writer currently in his 14th season covering the Texas Rangers, and Jeff is also one of the founders of the Do It for Durrett Foundation. In this conversation, we talk about the TAC and foreign substance issue, address some analytics, as well as the quality of the game being played currently. The remainder of this conversation centers around far more sensitive material and it was meant to help listeners understand how the business of baseball negatively impacts many individuals beyond the players. Thank you again for taking the time to listen, and I hope you enjoy. Corner of the Clubhouse is proudly part of the Shameless Podcast Network. He has uh, brought up some very, um, for one, he is, he is always in the thick of all this, whether he wants to be or not, and I get to see it as it crosses the 24-hour news cycle, but... Um, one of the biggest issues uh, as of recent times is this foreign substance issue or TAC. Um, and I- I'm curi- very curious to hear what, uh, what Jeff believes, um, what, what's been floating around, um, you know, somebody whose job it is to um, report on these things. So, Jeff, what, what is going on? Well, it's, you know, as, as we've established in a previous conversation, you know, MLB has problems. And, and one of the problems is offense. Uh, there, there is none today. Pitchers are dominating, and uh, so MLB has, has started to, you know, look at spin rates and, and and figure out why they're so high. And they they came up with a solution that is foreign substances. So, um, you know, sun suntan lotion and rosin, uh, something called spider tax that is used by um, in those world's strongest men competitions so that they can hold on to those gigantic boulders and throw them over things you know that's 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 how far it's gone with, with, with pitchers and you know it, it might be institutionalized it might be encouraged by teams uh but but the fact of the matter is most of them are doing it maybe not all but at some point a pitcher has used something to help him uh at the very minimum control the ball so that he's not you know walking guys hitting guys whatever um but but Baseball is, is, you know, hell bent to to get the action back in the game, and and, and this was their solution to ban foreign substances, and uh, it just went into effect, and already it's <laughs> it's, it's a sideshow. I mean, and it's you know, you, managers can ask for a check, umpires can check if they they have a suspicion. It can oh be absolute game. It can be absolute gamesmanship. You you could you could take a pitcher and just screw with his mind. It, it's it's something that has a chance to just really backfire on baseball. I I just saw a video of somebody getting checked, and it was very funny because I once again you just gave it a little context that I hadn't had before. So knowing that it's almost one of those things that gets volunteered uh, or could be suggested, whatever it is, it's uh, um, like you said, it can be a tactic at that point. Um, because you know, for me, my thoughts have been recently. Um, it's, I, I think it's interesting that baseball has shifted. Um, I'll, I'll just use my, my comparison of how I went through baseball. I went through the, the money ball philosophy of baseball. And it is a baseball-based philosophy, not a mechanically-based philosophy, like launch angles and spin rates. And, you know, that's, that's the difference when you're – preaching these very specific mechanics you're going to get very specific results because you're not arguably teaching a way to win at a game you're teaching a way to 
technically have uh, success if these are the markers of success. Home runs, strikeouts, hard spins, whatever. Because the best players through time have had those things you're looking at. They're just the ones who can wield it the right way, whether they have shit on their hands or not. Like, a scuff on the ball will do more than a substance on the ball. And that's from someone who's thrown a ball with both. Like, plain and simple, a, a scuff that catches air and actually moves the ball is going to do more than actually just gobbing something on, which I've tried, and trying to throw the same thing. So it's really interesting to see from your perspective uh, or for what you're, you're hearing or, or how they're evaluating this problem that it's a uh, – it's interesting. It's a business, so they're looking at ways to, to influence the, the business outcomes. There's no right. – this part of the business is bad. How do we, how do we fix that? <laughs> and, you know, someone who, once again, I was taught – I, as a player, was taught this is how you win a game. You were not taught how to do all of everything within that. You needed to be the best player you could be. But arguably, if you get on base more and all of you believe in that, you will win more. It's calculated. Like, that is, that is what correlated to that. It didn't teach you how to hit. It didn't tell you to do this, this, this. It didn't teach you spin rates. There were philosophies of baseball. First pitch strike. Yada, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that is. It's interesting to see where – once you get away from baseball driven, like game played on their feet, real philosophies, and you go to mechanical markers to try and judge quality, you lose a lot of like, you know, it, it's one of those things, something very different can happen on a baseball field every day. And you're training guys to only be prepared for very, very specific outcomes. Like, from my understanding, there's very little small ball played. And I imagine, yeah. I imagine a team that knew how to do it could probably just fucking crush everybody. It's sure. it's it's a valuable way to play the game. You will advance runners. You like it doesn't matter if that guy if that guy is an ace on the mound. It's a fucking tough day for everybody. I don't care if you're teaching an angle or if you're, or if you're telling everybody to get their foot down early. Fucking it sucks. It's shitty as a hit. Right. The best. I, I we talked about that before. This, the best single-season representation of success as a hitter in baseball was a failure rate of over 60%. It's very difficult to do this. So it's, it's crazy to see someone as a player, everyone gravitate to um, these markers. And it's mostly because as someone who, who <laughs> understands – a little bit of the business, uh, the framework of business, and then when you apply it to baseball, if you've played, why the fuck would it ever benefit you to teach non-baseball philosophy to win a game? Where would it ever? Where would you ever learn from that? It, you know, I, <laughs> we're we're going to talk about this later, but you know, this, this uh, baseball has been played for you know, what the mo- the modern era dates to 1900, let's say. And, you know, they, they, they played before then, but uh, really, you know, when, when like you go back and, and look at statistics, uh, they, they, they really start in like 1900, you know? So um, that's a long time. And 
look, pitchers have been doing stuff for 120 years. There, I don't think there's any doubt about it. There are people in the Hall of Fame. Gaylord Perry, obviously, the notorious spitballer. Um, that you know, there are there are great pitchers who um, would would, would uh, uh, like at the start of an inning, <clears throat> their last warm-up pitch, the catcher would throw it down, throw it low, the ball would skip into second base and get a scuff on it, and so a pitcher's got a ball that's scuffed for the for, for the first batter. You know, there, there's just all these little tricks that that pitchers have used forever. When, when did this become a problem? Well, it became a problem with analytics, you know, with, with, with defensive shifts, with, with the ability to scout a team, play tendencies, and, you know, and, and do those sorts of things. And, and now, now that pitchers have gotten so good and, and teams have gotten so good at defending offense, now it's a problem. Now all of a sudden this tack is a problem. And, you know, and, and, you know, hit, hitters hitting has changed. You know, we'll take the analytics. It's now launch angle, exit velocity. Guys are, are, are trying to hit home runs. They're changing their swings so that they can elevate the ball. And uh, the, the things we talked about, moving a runner over. I mean, you know, how, how hard are, you know, runner at second and no outs, and you're right-handed batter, what do you got to do? You got to hit the ball to second base. Get that guy to third with one out. I, I, I tell you what, I, I don't think the Texas Rangers, who I cover, are capable of sac- hitting a sacrifice fly. I, I really, I, I can count on one hand. I've seen 90% of their games. I can only, I can only think on one hand, uh, count on one hand, sacrifice flies. Joey Gallo, who is, you know, is, is a freak of nature, uh, a unique guy, a guy who uh, hits, I think he's in about 220 right now, tons of power. He has one career sacrifice fly, and he's been playing since 2015. Are you kidding me? So, I mean, there's just some, you know, a, a guy tried to, the Rangers tried to bunt the other day in extra innings, popped it up, you know, killed the killed the end. It, it, it's, it's frustrating to see, and I, I've got a, a, you know, a good friend who, who called me the other day out of the blue. He asked me what's going on, said, I'm just watching bad baseball. He said, it's all bad. And the team he works for right now, the National League team, the only play, the only play that they've put on, hit and run, stolen base, whatever, the only play that this team has called has been when the pitcher has, has been to bat and they've funded. There, there's, there's just no – that just tells you the, the, the old baseball's out, analytics is, is, is driving this, and uh, that's the problem. I mean, when, when, you, when you tear it down and you go back and you look at when – Baseball started to realize it had a problem with, with pace of play, length of game, whatever. It's it's due to analytics. It, it really is. That, that's my belief. You know, this the game has changed because the, the the numbers and the data have changed and are dictating the way that the game should be played instead of the way it was played for a hundred a hundred plus years. You know, get the move the guy over, uh, do the right thing, do what the game asks you to do, and um, you know that that. And so that's led to, you know, cutting it back on the banned substances. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it really, in my opinion, goes back to that. I, I don't even know how to, well, we're going to have to go through quite a bit of this. So for one, I will always, I'll, I'll always have to uh, default to baseball is extremely difficult. Now, sure. with, now with that, the caveat of if you do not learn how to play the game, and I don't care 
what angle you're taught. I don't care what what rate you're told. If you do not learn how to play the game, you are leaving a lot on the table. And it'll be very obvious to eyes who have seen the game played and understand what those stats are. As 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 someone who basically refuses to take to to call any individual out. This is a systematic problem. It's exactly why I guarantee you can equate these these shifts or or uh, pushes for analytics. Uh, they they somehow equate to money in baseball somehow. Uh, saving it, making it. I don't know how. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not in. I'm not in on that part of it. But otherwise, why would you do these things that actually clearly have a negative outcome to the quality of the game? Like, like I would. I would. I was taught to die for a stake. You will die for a stake. You will actually put the ball in the air into someone's glove for a stake. Like that is something you will do if you have the opportunity as many times as you can. It's weird to hear you say that has that has almost left the game, and it's not for everybody. It's not 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 every team, but otherwise, if every uh, if if across baseball, uh, you're starting to see a shift to uh, analytics, which is you know once again it's like there it's a it's a valuable tool if you're not overindulging but it's why you'd see a correlation to some of these uh you know numbers like if you knew that more home runs would equal more fans for a period of time would you really care about what you had to deal with in the aftermath of that you know that's that's one of those like same with the pitchers like this tax shit like reading that it was like dude you gotta be fucking kidding me man like for one the skilled pitchers in the game have whatever the fuck they have on their hand so they know where the ball's going. And right. and and that still includes them like dude they're fucking humans. Like most pitchers I don't give a fuck if it's the best guy in the game. You could you could watch a game and watch a guy miss spots. It's a beautiful game. It's an absolutely beautiful game when you watch some of those like imperfect things that make the game what it is. Like seeing that this person is human, that even though they're spinning this gem, not every pitch is going where they're fucking supposed to be going. Right. You know, and that's that that's not because like like you said, like walking, you know, the first pitch of the game. Well, if that ball goes in the dirt, it's already gone. So, oh, one and oh, and that scuffed ball is no longer in play. It never will be. Didn't matter. Like. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many what-ifs, but the fact is what we're talking about is when you rely on these very specific markers or this very specific uh, pool of information to drive your your game, um, you will see very specific outcomes. And it's because mm-hmm. you can't – like, I always say the superstars will be the superstars. They will outplay any philosophy. They will outplay any uh, framework. They are those, those – uh, kind of magic entities to the game of baseball and even they fail a lot as hitters sure. so that is that is the part that i really try i've learned for myself after you know not playing like my my shit looks very marginal on paper like it's not great it got better towards the end because i understood myself but otherwise it's not great like and that's okay because i understand why like, I understand why I got better. I understand what was lacking in the beginning. But 
that's the fun part of knowing, like, I, I mean, even if I could have gone in the beginning knowing better, I still could have got hurt. So it's like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but baseball owes you nothing. So the fact of thinking, like, I know this and I would have done this if this, like, fuck that. I hit a buck fifty one year because I was supposed to hit a buck fifty, like, and I learned from it. Like, that's that's what this system is not teaching. You're you're actually, in my opinion, the the crazier thought of what's happening in baseball is the mega contracts are always going to be what they are. But those median contracts, and this is just all money, um, those are what are going to be the difference of of a heavier weighted to the players or to the owners in that favor. That big chunk in the middle is where you're going to see that. Well, if you're starting to sign guys earlier, knowing that they're playing off these analytics and that they're going to burn out anyway from what I've been hearing guys have to do, it's very clear very few of these guys are going to even make it to that bulk middle chunk. And even then, like, they're not the youngest, best guy. So they're they're almost certainly going to be potentially overlooked for this position. That's why you're seeing guys sign so early, and it's easy to cut them loose for this portion of money because, you know, in, in hindsight, like, you're looking for that lightning in a bottle, and everybody's fucking more than happy to go through the, you know, the uh, – uh, kind of the forge to to try and be that for you you're mm-hmm. you're you're always going to get a great lineup of nine guys today it doesn't matter what their names are you know that's that's to me but the guys when you play on a team who is very baseball driven they're not playing off analytics you will you'll start to see a different game played once again it's why most people watching the game like don't want to watch it because it's just you're not watching the same thing and I'm someone who hasn't seen it, so like I'm just, I, I, I'm truly objectively saying one to the other. Like I love watching. I'm the one who loves watching a fucking pitcher's duel, and nobody likes seeing no offense. I just really enjoy it. I enjoy oh, being I a, yeah. I enjoy being a part of it, and that means me getting out. You know, yeah. like, but some of it is like if I hit a hard liner like somewhere, it's like God damn, both these motherfuckers are are doing it today. Like, I, you know, this is work. I don't have any hard feelings that I'm getting diced up along with everyone else on my team. Uh, he's doing, he's, that's his job. Like now it's like, you're taking away, like you put a bag on the back of the mound, like instigating sticky, whatever, like guys need fucking sunblock. You can't stop those two things from touching each other. Like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? And it's in reality, none of you fucking people actually do this. So why are you dictating what it takes to actually do it? That is so unfair. None of you do it. And it's coming from, from the ownership and from the rule makers. Like, or even the, I mean, I'm dude, I'm anyone who's played the game. You're complicit. If you know, if you're fucking against it now and you got to play with it because as a hitter, I never cared. I know as a player, putting stuff on the ball doesn't fucking do anything. Like, if you get if you know how to scuff the ball, absolutely. But that's someone like you'll know that you'll know that guy you play against who knows what the fuck he's doing with the ball. And if it looks like he's doing it, you'll fucking tell him to throw the ball out. That's part of the game. Yeah. Be an adult. It's part of the fucking game. Like, you know, part of the part of the game too that I miss is having the ball thrown inside and not trying to fight someone for it because it's part of the game. Like, if you take the tack off some motherfucker's hand, it's going to happen way more. I used to watch, like, I used to watch guys after their first warm-ups of the game sweat from the bill of their hat. 
I don't care what he has to put on his hand. I hope he fucking <laughs> knows where it's going because he throws 95. No, I mean, that, and that's a lot of it. I mean, that's um, <clears throat> when it was announced that the ban would go into effect. I mean, there were pitchers and hitters who were like, this is, <laughs> this isn't good. You know, like uh, Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon tweeted a, uh, a meme of a guy who had uh, who was running with with like uh, foam running in foam taped all up his body. I mean, they, these guys are expecting these hitters are expecting to get hit, and the pitchers are expecting to hit these guys too. You know, and and all right, so uh, so you take 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 the tack away, and within a week, uh, you know, Mike Trout he's hurt, but Mike let's say Mike Trout comes back and within a week, he gets hit and and uh, breaks his forearm. Or and and then uh, Mookie Betts gets hit and and has to miss uh, a week because he's in the concussion protocol or, or so, something like that. I mean, there, there there's just so many things that are that are in play here. And another thing, why did they have to do it during the season? Don't, you know, baseball, who is uh, as slow as as molasses when it comes to change, uh, wanted to do this right away in in season. You know, I mean, I, yeah, give, give these guys some time. You know, give them an off season to to learn how to throw strikes or or, or you know develop a better ball. You know that, that that's another thing. There's a story in USA Today that that MLB is thinking about changing the baseball to to make it to make it have more grip. That's wonderful. All right, but they're not going to be able to do it in the middle let, of the season. Let me let, yeah, me, it, let me ask this real and, quick. And and you know, and baseball owns Rollins. So I mean, it's, it's not good. Not good. <laughs> Um, let me ask this. Um, what is the actual policy currently? So is the rosin bag still in the back of the mound? It is. Okay. So uh, you're, you're, are you allotted licking your fingers on the mound? Um, I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to go piece by piece. So in the outfield, very sweaty, similar to a pitcher's you know, like uh, consistency if they're working. I'm just I'm out there. I'm I'm moving around. I used to put a lot of rosin on my hip, and I would always swipe either my sweat or water on the grass, and then get it together. Uh-huh. That's enough. That is enough for me to do what I'm doing. Now, like, I don't I don't just I just don't know where it gets out of hand, man. Like, I've never I never saw guys like just just caking shit up. Other than there, there's been very few instances I've seen where guys get caught and there's a bunch of shit on the glove, whatever. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I get, I get the accumulation of that because once again, you can't accumulate rosin and it looks fucking gnarly. But no one, I, I played with a, a pl- like just a spectrum of guys. No one, I never saw anybody using shit that like. It basically, they're just like, yeah, I get my best grip. Like, you know, it's it's like a, even if they throw their best slider, it still has to be a strike. Like, you have to dial in that sticky shit, and it's different every fucking pitch. Like, once it's on there and you're, you can't reapply it for the best first time, it's different. Like, so, yeah. it's once again, it's just, this is how the game is played. Like, there are people trying to skirt the rule entirely, but for the most part on this subject, like, Rosin is semi-adequate as a sticky substance. I would say 
And some of that's because it depends on the environment. It depends on the temperature. Depends on how much you sweat. Depend like at a certain point, uh, midsummer in Texas with no fucking roof on, you need something. Like, right. as someone who didn't pitch, I don't know what the fuck you use. You definitely see them go to the rosin bag, so it's part of it. But even if it's sunscreen, you got to think. It's like, I, it's funny seeing guys go for that, and, and it's weird. I think it's it's a scapegoat. Like, you see them doing something, and you equate it to the, the worst possible scenario. When in reality, it's like, it's truly not even close to that. Like, and you're you're saying it's the worst case scenario because you don't fucking do it. You don't actually fucking know. That's why you just assume like dude, out of the you know once again, even the examples as a player, I I've I've only seen a few examples and I I once again, I refuse to say anybody, but they were clearly pulled from the game because they had something on their hand, whatever glove. But it's it's like you know how many guys have done that and gotten shellacked, gotten absolutely fucking shelled, like never had a chance? Like, it's it's one of those things. Like I said, it's it's the way the game's played. It's like someone who thinks corking a bat is going to do them good. Like, right. that is not the the appropriate sequence of thought to play this game. It's a ride. Like, it's a ride, man. You're definitely not winning when the best guy ever failed that much. And that's and that's the the scary part of seeing you know how it's how it's gotten so far to the other side where you're you're watching a, a game more played by the powers that be than the than the people put uh, initially put in charge to actually play the game like and, and that's crazy because of how quick that happened like i started to see it happen and then it's just fucking like wow like gone and like damn this game is different like <laughs> yeah. Like a pitch, yeah, no, like just all this crazy stuff. Like, it's like whether you want to, it's like just base. Like you can change a certain amount of this game, but as soon as you put a clock on it, man, it's not baseball anymore. Like chess is a different game when you have a clock on it and when you don't. Like mm-hmm. if this game can last forever, it is actually a chess fucking game. You know, like that's the difference of like a pitch clock. Like, dude, you're 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 forcing a lot of whatever and that's for what reason because not everybody wants to see a a chess game that takes forever but i mean dude the celebration i'd rather watch a celebration of a 20 of a fucking you know 15 plus inning win because it is organic there are dudes three beers deep there are fucking like it is real you know but that's who cares about like that's because they had to actually play a game of chess like there was not this we're doing what we're told to do. And once again, I, I understand also not wanting to lose your job. That's, that's once again, yeah. not swinging at the first pitch under money ball is part of that. And you have to learn, you have to learn how to be good at these things. Like if you like swinging at the first pitch, you got to learn how to fucking hit that ball instead of miss it. Or else you're going to be told to not swing at too many first pitches. You know, it's going to be dictated to you what you have to do. And that's, nobody's telling the Mike Trouts or Mookie Betts, nobody's telling them how to do anything. They're allowed to do what they want. That's because they are the truly uh, elite. And that's, they basically are able to dictate that tone because they can outplay any philosophy of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
some, something you said a little bit Mac. You, you you said or you you said well would you would you uh, as baseball would you do something uh, uh, is, is would you do something if you knew that home runs would bring more fans into the seat? And the answer to that is yes, because baseball uh, allowed the steroids to run rampant for for how many years? And and you know you, you saw you saw what you saw with with home runs uh, following the following the strike in '94. You know Cal Ripken had his had his day when he passed Lou Gehrig, and and then it was the home run that took over. And and you know the the, the chase for for Mark McGuire to, to break Roger Maris's record of, of you know six one home runs. Um, I mean, that was a huge deal. Every newspaper, every major newspaper was at that game uh, at, in St. Louis when he, when, he, when he finally broke the record. And, um, you know, it, it proliferated. But the home, the home run was, 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 was king, and, and, and it was bringing baseball back. And then all of a sudden, they, they started to have a problem with it. Uh, you know, the... the the records were, were getting shattered. People were getting upset about it. Uh, you know, maybe it was the old school. Maybe it was all the Hall of Famers who, who, who made a bunch of noise. What, what, whatever it was, I mean, even, even Congress got involved for crying out loud. So baseball had to change. But was it worth it? You know, does, does Alex Rodriguez, do you think Alex Rodriguez regret using steroids? How much money is that guy made? He just bought it. He just bought it, a, a Doshkarn, uh, uh, NBA team. I mean, <laughs> how much money did Alex Rodriguez make because of steroids? He doesn't care. He doesn't, you know, he, he can say what he wants about his legacy. He's never going to go in the Hall of Fame. That's fine. You think he cares? No, he's sleeping on a on a mattress full of cash. I mean, you, you know, and, and so, yes, baseball was, was complicit in steroids, um, but they made a lot of money off it. And, and so, to your point, now they, they did it, and they had to live with the consequences. And you know what? After dealing with the consequences, it came out pretty rosy on the other side, and with a lot of green in the pocket. You know, and it's interesting you say the consequences, because <laughs> um, just where I inserted in the game, I was the consequence era of steroids. So, literally... The drug test, like, this many times a year, this many... Like, it's why I'm so desensitized to just, just being in that environment. Like, I've, I've had, you know, like, a random drug test in the big leagues. If you're... If you know... If, you, if you've been on a team that happens to streak, you will see a, an uptick in your drug testing. Like, period. You'll see it. Like, you've probably noticed it. Like, anytime a team mm-hmm. seems to do better you clearly see an uptick in it. And it's, and it's one of those, like, I mean, as the, you know, now being outside of the game and understanding how you'd actually execute those things, I get it, but it's such a, like, uh, like creating your own problem and being the good guy who solves it kind of shit. Like, and it's because once again, I had, I went into that arena using basically like, dude, I never, I, I, I used a trainer one time like I always went to the gym on my own. I used work at, you know, like never went to the nth degree. Uh, as far as like, it's like, if I can't fucking do this myself, I have no business doing this shit, you know? And, and seeing where over time it's like, I was always trying to do what was best for me, you know, trying to like, and, and, and that's relative. Like it's not in, in favor of 
it's not me in favor of the rest of the world. It's what's best for me because I need to be the best at this I can be. How am I the best versatile? How can I be the best player? Like, so I'm always, you know, once again, if I'm open outside of the box a little bit, I'm going to be trying, I'm probably going to not be very favorable to the system because I am just a little different. Like I'm one of the guys who smokes and you know about it, but you can't say anything. I'm one of this, like, it's just a very interesting thing to learn after the fact, all these little, uh, gives and takes. And, and the biggest thing is they're all about money. Like, you know, arguably once again, in the big leagues, I would just say negligible, uh, let, let's say amoral behavior is always kind of given, uh, an extra bit of leash. Like, I mean, um, you could say that because there is a procedure in place because you can still make money for this business. If you didn't do what you do, that would never be afforded to you. And that's someone who, given what I do, being heavily involved in cannabis now, that's something I was always, like truly, like, you know, I was always willing to give up my career if I got in trouble for smoking. I knew that was the exchange it would keep me out of jail, basically. It's not, you know, but that's that's a terrible give, it, you know, in hindsight. Like, that's not fair. But otherwise, like, that's kind of what, that's the dice you roll, man. Like, that is what it is. Like, it's, it's unfair if you don't exercise the discretion and get caught for that shit. If you understand mm. how to fucking live in that world and, and exist, that's, you know, that's how you have to do it. Like, but once again... It's very unfortunate to see guys have to exist in that world, especially now because the amount of, of emphasis put on, like, like it's very clear now that the owners um, are very detached from the game. Like, I, I know that the most, the most publicized owners I've seen over the last handful of months look nothing like somebody who could fucking play a game of professional baseball. Whether, whether or not... You are, are great at business. Like, that's the thing of, like, seeing, like, it, it's why you can't correlate these things to winning or to being better. Like, just, just, like, that is that is the nature of trying to win a game that is is not to be won. Like, you are, you are going to lose that game because that is not how baseball works. And you've seen it over and over. Like, very few teams that are paid bought and paid for put together actually persists on to the to the greatest like very very rarely does that happen you know Mm -hmm. like and that's that's the beautiful part of baseball when it's not influenced in the wrong way you get to see that happen now it's just like watching a fucking business transaction like i i imagine I imagine the prop bets in Vegas for homers and over-unders and shit in baseball because baseball now you can bet legally. I saw that shit on, on the website. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you're, you're, told, you're telling there's, – there's someone who is not allowed back in the game because of this, and now you actually make money off of it? Yeah, yeah. baseball's in bed with, with MGM and DraftKings and – the hypocrisy and then but it's because they can make money none of them play and that's the thing it's like yeah if you're a business person and this is just part of your business i don't give a fuck about this part of it it's why none of it makes sense it's absolutely why none of it makes sense like it's why 
because once again we've discussed we discussed that before. You don't own a baseball team. You don't you don't make your money owning a baseball team. You have a shit ton of money, and that's how you become the owner of a baseball team or any right. sports team. Now from there, it truly is who do you hire to to try and steer this ship to winning? Because otherwise, all you're doing is sitting up there fucking watching, like spending money. Like there's really you're you're at the will of your um oh man what would those be you know your 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 gms all those people that you defer that that uh you know that expertise to that's why i'm always it's crazy to see them be so vocal like dude you guys haven't if for one most of you are old to the point that if you did play it was an extremely long time ago and the game's changed anyway it's changed since i fucking played and it's talking five years like you know, so in reality, the detachment of everybody in control of this thing is ridiculous. And everybody, you know, there's there's a degree of, of people that are complicit. And there is a large volume of people who can't say the right fucking thing because they'll lose their job. And those are the people that I always am in favor of because they're the people that truly can't say shit. Like, shouldn't say shit. They're the people, they're the support staff of the game. Like, but the people who should be saying something are not. Those are the people who are involved and are seeing these things change and just, you know, this is the first time I've really had an opportunity to talk about it with somebody who's on top of it like you are. It's it's weird to see, like, I can let that game go because it's not watching the same game. Like, the crazy mm-hmm. part is that influence goes so far down. Like, would any of you be okay with your kid being this example of a baseball player? Braggadocious. Uh, gloating, just rubbing it in. Like, for the most part, when you're good at baseball as a child, you are way better than everybody else around you. And it is not okay to make that a point after you make it a point. It is never in your favor. And this is that's the sad thing to see, like, all this celebration. It's like, for all, for all the celebration you see, and then I hear the numbers of offenses in the tank. Well, like, what the fuck is all this? You know, what are you flipping about for? Just run around the bases and fucking try your best <laughs> to do it again. I don't understand. I don't understand where that that degree of just trying to win today, like by any means necessary, actually left. Like, we have to win this way. This is the way we have to win. And that's once again when you're held to that philosophy. And you only learn on that side of it. That's when, dude, I had to bunt every fucking day. Every fucking day in BP, I had to bunt for never bunting, never having the benefit of a shift to do it, never this. Like, I would have had to earn it. Why the fuck am I practicing it? Everyone tells me you're never going to do this. Why the fuck am I doing it? Because (laughs) if I have to do it, I want to be able to fucking do it. That's exactly why. Like, because I've played a team game, and I've seen where this might work really, really well. Like... That's the thing about baseball is like it's like football. Like I asked somebody a long time, like in the NFL, I was like, why don't they ever run the option like in college? They're like, well, everybody's so fucking big and fast, you can't do that. Now, yeah. now speed up a few years to where everybody's on the same playing field, you do see it run because everybody's, you know, those positions you need to do it are actually fast enough to do it. It's it's very occasional, but once again, it's it's you have sometimes time has to catch up with some of these things, but that's because like, if you're not opposed to trying something different and, and knowing it can be effective, like the difference between it working and not working is you 
fucking trying it. And that's that's the problem with this one philosophy. If you don't hit hit a ball at this angle or this, you are not successful. That becomes a very low ceiling when you have to do that just to stay in the the fight as a player. Like I have to do these things just to fucking stay here because if I don't stay here for like three or four years, you know, then I'll be able to kind of throw my weight around. But otherwise, like I just got to be able to stay here. Right. And, and it's, you know, for your side, like, dude, I can't even imagine, like, um, I remember, you know, the video meeting, like the meetings, um, you know, pit hitters meetings, things like that. I imagine even, I don't know what your access is, but I, I could imagine there's a lot of guys sitting in their lockers with a fucking iPad on or, you know, or what film is playing on the TVs around the clubhouse today? How is it being, what information is posted everywhere? Um, it's it's wild, man. There's so much information out there that is irrelevant <laughs> to a fucking baseball game. It's wild to see how it's influenced that, especially when you're seeing how it's being applied. Yeah. Well, and you know, they they may they say, oh, you know, we we a guy struggling. It's like you know, we we worked with him. We're giving our, we're giving all the data. Da 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 da. da. You know. That data is hard to understand. Not everybody is going to understand it. You know, it, it, it's going to take time. And and for 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 players who grew up, you know, in, in high school, you know, I, I don't think they I don't think they have a lot of data in high school uh, to, to to use and to try to you know incorporate. So you get you get to professional baseball and the game changes and it, it takes time for some people to adjust. And, you know, um, it, I, I really think that's what's happened to Rugnet Odor who, you know, came up in, in 14, you were his teammate, uh, at, at one point and, uh, you know, 2016, he has this fantastic year. And then, and then the game starts shifting into analytics and he, he is, he's never figured it out. And, and, you know, dur- during that time, as they were trying to get it, they were like, no, he, he knows the data. He, we, we've told him what he needs to do. There's a good chance he just didn't understand it. I mean, and he's having to overcome a language barrier. I mean, come on. So I, I just think that, that there, there, there are a lot of elements that are affecting the game that, that go beyond just the physical tools and, and, um, you know, it's it, it, it's such a hard game. I mean, it's hard enough just to to see a pitch, to identify a pitch. You know, is that a slider? Is it a changeup? Is it four seam or two seam or whatever? And, and and to be on time, but now they want you to have an entirely different swing. It's it's geared geared because this is what the numbers say. You know, it's uh, it's just it's just so different and and um. It's it, it it it's harder it's harder than just the physical stuff these days, and I think that that's kind of an element that's overlooked. There's definitely, um, let's say this: the data it, it's it's pretty static. We've talked about metrics, and we said it's it's not it doesn't tell you what somebody's going to do. It's it's very much a map of what has happened. Like this is basically how the season went. Like metrics always show good players being good players. That's the the 
the hard part is when you when you take a single like I said that factor of angle this that when you stop trying to help someone be a hitter or a pitcher and start trying to tell them to do one specific thing like that's how good they are they can fucking do it to a point they actually start to to actually lose the ability to do other other things that once again you go back shortly into the past and you're seeing everybody do everything why is it that that you're starting to see a dynamic leave the game it's being taught taught out basically like you're teaching these things out of the game because you're trying to dictate that these things are more exciting like homers equal money or like score offense equals dollars basically like that's the thing it's like a season of baseball you know it's like it will continue to make money over time if you just do a good job fuck man if you cut your if if ever if the league cut ticket prices 75% and made concessions affordable actually affordable like a dollar 50 hot dog a dollar 50 drink something you know like reasonable you would absolutely see an influx because now everybody can fucking do it the the yeah. dif- the difference is the person at the very top actually gets less to them that's the that's the part that actually happens that's why you never see that happen because <laughs> i have to make less money for everyone else to enjoy that's that's truly how that that trickle down works because we see it not work so you know equity like once again as an owner of something like that your equity is in everything you have if you're losing your fucking team your house is part of that equity if it's 20 million dollars it should be part of that equity like that's the that's the thing is is that ownership is so detached like even for the ones that are heavily involved they're detached from the ownership of the team they don't care because it's not what made them all their money it's like side it's like side ass for them they're making it's not where they cut their teeth they're just making they're sweeping money off the black these are all 21s every fucking one of these hands is a 21 for them they're making a ton of money like that's that's the like i don't understand where that detachment is that's i've been fighting for the humans of this dude the fucking players suffer a lot it's a it's very clear that even beyond the players the people in the game suffer a lot because this is fucking reality i told someone the other day man the the worst like one of the one of the worst places you know one of the worst places to live is reality the only worst place to live is just outside of that and it's because when you stop dealing with reality when it actually hits you you don't, it doesn't feel real like mm-hmm. that's that's the scary part about baseball like fuck i'm done already man like i i fucking had a long time to get that to see that happen to me like the way it was supposed to because i had no expectations you know that's the difference of like being able to now the internet you can see your career you can project your life because there's hitting programs that 10 year olds can compare themselves on. Like, I don't even know how to process this, you know, a lot, right. but that's, that's the depth it's gotten to. I was thinking about that the other day, man. Like my first, the first baseball field I ever played on was all dirt. And the first all-star team I played on the nine ten all-stars in little league, I, I played on a field that had a grass infield and I was blown away. Like, and now, right. now think about now I was in Peoria recently and I was like, man, there's kids that just fucking have been playing on these fields since they were 12. 
I didn't play on these fields until I was a professional. I never saw yeah. them until I was a professional. Like, think of how that affects these people when that's how they're that's how they're they're conditioned up until that point. Like, this is just the standard. This is what I expect. Like, that's why towards the end, like I was thinking about, it, I was on a walk today. I'm like, sometimes I'm just sitting there on the field, like. I, I, I'm, I'm in my head as a little kid. I'm on a dirt field, and it's like, let's just fucking go, dude. We have everything we need to play a game. Just fucking go. Get in the box. Throw the ball. Let's fucking do this. Like, that, that is where I think that part of the game has left the game because the game is being taught on a screen or through a, 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 through a statistic. It's not being taught organically like it was for years because those tools were not available and and were not abused like now you're seeing like what happens when there is an overabundance of information and it's been abused like yeah like the players the players suffer because that change is so rapid that the game will envelop you like if this is how the powers that be say what's valuable and you're not fitting into it fuck man like that sucks it happened to me really quick you know what i mean like i was released really fast because we have a guy younger than you who probably is better like and that's up to me to accept that that's that's baseball like i was told that from the day one there's someone right behind you wanting this like do not forget that and and once again if you always remember that you're okay passing the torch instead of fucking feeling like someone took it from you and and they didn't deserve it well they're fucking way younger and way better they'd beat your ass if you realized it like you just can't see it because you think you're something different than you are you know and that's that's unfortunate like i said it's it's crazy to see how the game treats the players uh you know once again i i I think the mental health of players is not addressed very well let alone everybody in that environment like the people who can't say anything, the clubbies, like the people, the trainers, like the people who cannot actually advocate for what they would be actually believe is the best thing to do, they can't say anything because they'll lose their job. Like, sure. it's a very unfortunate, and it's where you see the system get out of control and only start putting out fires after they've become ablaze instead of not fucking starting fires. You know, that's that's the crazy part of seeing how that that works over time, especially as someone who just I just want to be on a good team, man. Like, I'm not trying to fucking lose. It sucks to be on a team that loses, but that's not what we're trying to do here. Like, these other guys are really good. They fucking play to win, too. They get paid for this, too. Like, that's that's the crazy part of like everyone's doing their best dance of what they think winning uh, of winning baseball looks like. The fact is. Sometimes it's not about the players. Sometimes it's about the coaches. Sometimes it's about the training staff. Sometimes there's so many things that make all of it work right. And, and the things that are constantly changing are the players and the philosophies of how to do that. You know, everyone else is just kind of there along for the ride and basically just trying to help as much as possible, but really can't advocate, like I said, for the best possible thing even though they're the ones truly that are, it's like right on top of them. They can see it. But, you know, you're you're seeing that evolution over time. What, you know, what makes any baseball fucking analyst smarter than what you are? 
like about the subject. If you're having a decent a decent point of view on it, it doesn't take if you haven't played at that level, you're postulating everything. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are. As long as it's a reasonable thought, it's fucking reasonable. You know, that's that's the thing like you said about all of these things baseball has done and covered up that they've done or just tried to put out the fire, dealt with the fire after asked for forgiveness. Like why is that you know, it's like it's not even a it's not even like a trend. It's just it's the way it is. It's once again, it's a broken system. Like it would be a pattern if it was starting to happen. It's been happening. Mm. You know, like we talked about a very sensitive subject two years ago. What's really changed? Like, they're definitely not advocating for anything different. Like, you know, like from what I understand, the rule change around drugs, other than opening it up to cannabinoids, like you're not being penalized for for having a pill problem. There's absolutely a a a pill seeker in the big leagues somewhere just somewhere it doesn't i mean maybe in the minors like and it's because it's what they know and it's and it's because they're not being helped with it and if they're good they don't need to be helped with it like they're drug tested Mm -hmm. it's known that they're that it's there like that's the crazy part all that shit like i was always wondering like you know what is the what is the value of this to you if you're always trying to control all those factors what is the what is the benefit of always changing this and the, and the only benefit is to you because you're always changing that dial because the money never stops. Like, we're just the ones that have to do what you say. Mm-hmm. And all of us, like the writers, like, every, that's why it's awesome to talk to you because you're not, like, like handcuffed. <laughs> you basically get to report what's happening. Right. And, and uh, it, it's, the, the Rangers have a lot happen in there. Really, in the time since I was on the beat, you know, they they had Josh Hamilton, uh, and then and he had a he had a relapse that was public, and so that was newsy. Um, they had Ron Washington, who who you know, was in the drug program for using uh, cocaine at, at one point. Um, the the range the ranges you know they, they they had a fan die ten years ago in the stands as he fell to catch a, a ball that was being thrown to him to, to get to his son. Um, you know, the, the, the Rangers have always given us stuff to write about. Uh, but, you know, that, that's, that's any team. And, you know, and, and really now you, you look at the Angels are kind of that team with, with Tyler Skaggs passing away uh, the, way he, you know, the way he did. So, you know, the, referring to the, the pill problem and, and um, you know, it turned out it was somebody in on on the team, you know, who worked for the team, who was giving it to him, who was also a, a an addict, and 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 really the, the the Angels right now are are being sued by a, a former clubby who who you know the visiting clubhouse manager Bubba, who is the one who uh, created a tacky substance for pitchers to use, and uh, you know. There, there's always something uh, at, around the next corner for a baseball team, and we, we've we, we've seen it all. And I mean, you know, the Astros and the the trash can baby. You know, who 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 was behind that? A uh, 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 an analytic an analytic geek who figured out a formula 
pitch to uh, steal the catcher's sign from the center field camera. I mean, there, there just it's just so many different things that that happen in the sport. Uh, the sport has uh, has many issues. It's still a great game, but um, there are a lot of things out there that, that reporters see that, that are, are, and, and players and, and managers do that that make bad headlines. And, and I, again, that's any sport. I mean, it happens in the NFL and NBA a lot. Uh, domestic abuse seems to happen uh, far too often in every sport. Um, and it's just, uh, um, it, it, it's a part of the job we don't like, but there's, there's more to the job than just writing about what happens on the field when, when you're a beat writer. And a lot of stuff happens off the field. No, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because I've always kind of thought that, um, I'd say all sports in general, um, are very, very beautiful and very pure. And when you wrap a business around them, you actually, you genuinely don't see any more of that because of, of all of uh, what comes with that. And that's, like you said, it's, um, you start to see a, uh, a wavering in that objective right and wrong uh, because it's okay for the ratings or it's this or that. And it's um, very alarming when it, uh, when it becomes, you know, as someone who uh, genuinely um, made a lot more friends with the staffs than with players, you know, clubbies, trainers, things like that, um, you know, as well as players. But uh, it's it's definitely um, crazy because it's always like, I, I'm just, this is what we do. This is just what I do. I, I definitely don't think I'm any better of a person. We are, we are both humans. And as long as we're both good people, that's that's all I really care about. It's why we hang out together. And it's so crazy to see that, like, that that uh, environment. Everybody has to kind of uh, put on that face, like, players included. I mean, if you're not good enough, you can't fucking say what you want. Like, that is, you know, reality. Like, I wanted to be good enough that I could wear sweatpants on a plane. Now it seems that it doesn't fucking matter. But my goal was to be so good. You don't have to wear formal attire because this is fucking baseball. But that was, you know, once again, that was a, a lost dream. I didn't give a shit about the Hall of Fame. I wanted to wear sweatpants on a fucking flight because this is baseball. Why the fuck am I wearing a suit that I don't like, that I didn't want to pay for, that I had to wear just for this? This sucks. Like, that's the shit that's like, I don't, you know, that's what sucks when you have to wrap a business around something that is very nice. You have to... There, there then comes these things that are just not very pleasant. And that's, that is a very surface thing that's not very pleasant. It is not, you know, once again, like we're talking about the, the very, you know, difficult things that actually come up that are, are very real to people. You know, the, um, uh, like something that came up very recently, I know that we had talked about um, very, very briefly. Um, and I'll, I'll let you go into this because I, um, like I said, other than seeing, just seeing the article, I know very little. And I only, um, uh, I really had a, a crazy light bulb go off because of um, the detail in the article that said Fort Worth uh, Star-Telegram. And that was after we had talked or, or you know, now known each other for a few years. Uh, it was why, um, you know, I really was like, holy shit, uh, Jeff was present during this I, I'm really curious to see 
what his thoughts are for one just at this point in time let alone you know what else he he understands about the situation so um yeah could definitely go in go ahead and uh and 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 feel free to uh uh go into that yeah um it's uh I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know where to start. I mean, it, 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 it takes your breath away. Uh, uh, I mean, it would, it would, it would be upsetting if it was any, any reporter, uh, let alone one that, 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 you know, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, when she started at the paper, she was, uh, boy, 21, 22. You know, she, she I think she interned and then we, we retained her and, and gave her a full-time job right out of college. And, uh, you know, she, for, she just just a sweetheart of a person. Um, you know, always, always nice, always always wanted to know how you're doing. Always, you know, could could cut it up, could laugh at a joke. Uh, incredibly smart, uh, fluent in two or I think three languages, maybe four. Um, just you know, somebody who uh, just. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, somebody, obviously you hate this kind of thing to happen to anybody. Um, but when you know somebody, you know the person they are, know that, you know, at, at the time, young, getting into her career, shoot, who, know, who knows what's ahead of her. And then have something so traumatic like this happen, trying, trying to, you know, do something that, uh, you know, the story she was working on was about how foreign players have trouble uh, when they moved to the United States to, to play baseball with language barriers and, you know, leaving family behind, adjusting to food, all, all the things you hear about. And uh, to, to have this happen to her while reporting a story like that um, is it, just kind of salt in the wound. She's trying to write a, a, you know, a, a human interest story. And, um, yeah, and and then and then she she wears it for for eighteen or nineteen years. You know, doesn't doesn't tell anybody about it. Uh, we had we had two very influential women in sports media who who were editors at the newspaper, and um, she didn't feel she could tell them. Um, you know, this I can't, I can't imagine the trauma of, of that event, that situation, and you know, to for, for someone so intelligent and bright crushed like that and uh, i mean in her in her life she's gone to do many great things she she went you know she went to notre dame she worked she covered the rangers she covered the yankees and then she said you know what i'm going to go to the Wharton school of business i mean who does that you know what what a what a a brilliant mind to be able to do that so um but gosh that just to, to see it sunday um you know it may it may it makes you think a lot of things and uh you know None of them are good. Were you, um, and and this was uh, so, and, and we'll just we we will broach this. I'm gonna put a link to, um, you know, further further what what is uh, understood about this moving forward. But um, was the first time you observed this the same time I observed this, just just like kind of reading the news, or yeah, is this just is this genuinely genuinely fresh as fresh to you as it is to me? Like when I sent it right. to you, like holy shit, like oh my god. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I, I've seen it before you sent it to me, but, but I mean, you know, not, not, um, 
not, not, not by much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, she, she still, she still knows no signs of it, you know, outwardly, you know, and, and this happened her first year of working for us, I guess her first full year. Um, and she worked, she worked for us for four more years and, uh, always pleasant, you know, it, 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 it didn't seem to affect her. So she's a, uh, it took a lot of strength, uh, to, to a work endure it and let it eat you up inside and then you know to finally it, it came back and 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 bitter because uh uh the, the Mets GM uh Jared what Jared Porter was his name um got got fired because he had he had harassed a uh reporter a female reporter when he was with the Cubs in, in to see me uh, in Dallas uh, we were at the hem convention you know understanding like it's why I'm such a heavy advocate for the change of the overall system like I I don't care how bad I had it the fact is I understand I, I was able to deal with it and it should change like it shouldn't be like this that's exactly what the benefit of someone like who's who's been willing to actually do this like what you're saying is just just make it provide that awareness that like okay this happened like for whatever reason good bad or indifferent it's out there 
It was stirred up. She she has expressed how she actually feels. It's something I truly try and get a lot of, a lot more players to articulate. It, it would truly help a lot more if a lot of people just express how they were feeling. And that that is trauma done unto you aside. You know, that is, a, once again, a bigger part of the problem of the system. Like, it should not have been a problem to say something about something so horrendous. But, yeah, right. But, but the awareness that this will probably not be perceived by anybody to be anything or I will be looked at as a certain way, it's no different than why I have such trouble having conversations like this with other players because they still play. And I respect the fact that they don't want to lose their job. I'm just not play, I'm not paid by baseball. Like, I, I definitely think you could make billions of dollars off a game and, and have a pretty good moral standard. I, I believe that's possible because I've, it's, you see those glimpses of it. You see those glimpses of what could happen if this, you know, if this sequence was to fall in line. The fact is it never gets to actually turn into the way things happen because it's not making enough money. Like, that's, like at a certain point, a hot dog didn't cost more than it should have cost, but now it's fucking like eight bucks. And it's, you know, you can only make it so oversized to make a fucking $8 hot dog look like it's worth eight fucking bucks. But that's, that's the set. But once again, the system is fucked. So fucked. I'll, I'll bring this up because it's, it's just a, uh, you know, once again, kind of plays to that system. I wanted to get a therapeutic use exemption as a player. And I wanted to, at, by the end of my career, was thinking about trying to do it for cannabis. And I was told by somebody who worked in the game, I would have been basically w walked to a dead end and told no. I would have been better off trying to get Adderall, trying to get something else. Um, once again, I just wanted to try and do what I could for myself. It was what I, I communicated that. Like, I actually, like, took the risk of saying this is what I would rather do than what the system allows me to do, and, and how can I go about doing it? Because it's fucking, I'm not doing well uh, under these rules. Like, I'm kind of, uh, kind of uh, wasting away here. You know, like... Pills and alcohol are not sharp tools when you're trying to, to do superhuman shit. Like, they really dull the fucking... They, they, they do not sharpen you over time. And that was the part, that was the part of the system I was, I was always battling, let alone these other fights that started well before I got there and, and are, are only being stirred up over time. You know what I mean? Like, this is the product of a a lot of this happening over a long period of time. Like, who's to blame? No one person because the system's been set up to not be able to blame one fucking person. Right? Like, that's how it works. It sucks. And that's the thing of why I never worry about, I never get upset about the things that were done unto me because as soon as you start comparing that, you get thrown into the pool of reality and that shit is dark. Like, the spectrum of shit that happens to other people is very dark exactly why when we both read that it shocked the shit out of us like yeah. you know knowing and it's exactly why i don't compare my pain it's exactly why i'm just trying to fight the system just trying to just trying to change what i know should be changed what you know there's huge problems with and it has nothing to do with the amount like you're gonna make billions of dollars like you already have a hold on that just fucking stop doing bad shit and right. for and enforce rules on people who do like you can't 
you can't allow people to continue to do this if they're going to break rules that, especially outside of this fucking walled garden, you're in jail. Like, that's once again, as someone who fucking now is a very huge advocate for cannabis and is so crazy, it blow, blows me away that people have been have been put in jail for their life for something I do regularly and have never really risked that for. Not that I haven't, but like I had that career to, to give away as a strike. Like not everyone has afforded that. And I, I looked at it like that because it was like, fuck it. Like if this makes me feel better and, it, and I still didn't know what I was getting out of it. I didn't understand the full benefit of what I was getting out of what I was doing for myself but I, mm-hmm. I thankfully at least was trying to find a way to do it because then I went through a period where I wasn't allowed to do that, and it was very difficult, you know, once again. But that was my own struggle. I, I truly try and get other people to share what it is did you experience. That's, what the, part, that's the point of doing this. What the fuck happened to you? Because there is some fucked up shit happening to everybody, and we need to understand it. Like, you know, I, I like my my – my let's say this my uh my dysfunctions were not from the fact that i was overly coddled in the game of baseball i started on a dirt field i was okay playing on a dirt field like my dysfunctions as a player or a person were not derived from i need more you know that's that's the thing of trying to get other people to express like hey man if you need this fucking you know if you need someone to wipe your ass fucking say it at least so we know like but that's the problem when the system fucking starts to do that for you like there's 80 there's a coach per player like this isn't school you know this isn't educate we don't need this like you're doing all the wrong things and it's to cover up all this shitty stuff that happens like that's how I feel about it. I mean, I just rarely ever get to talk about it because no one cares. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking tinfoil hat theory if you like baseball. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about how baseball's ter- how baseball can be very dark. That's why I would be a horrible coach. I don't want to placate you. I want to have you understand the reality and spectrum of what you're going to deal with as a hitter because if you can understand it and deal with it, you will be far more successful going into adversity because you will you will have some understanding of what you're walking into. It's not going to hit you because you live just on the other side of reality. Reality falls, and fucking when reality comes knocking, it really fucking comes knocking. Yeah. How many guys? Well, I, I, go ahead. I think I think the one, and, and you 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 were you attempted to do this, but the the, the one the one coach who gets players when they're at the at rock bottom is, is the rehab coach. The, you know, you, you get, you get the players who uh, are coming off of Tommy John surgery or, you know, rotator cuff surgery, whatever it is. And they're, you know, whether they're in the major leagues or whether they're a prospect who, who was a rising star and all of a sudden yoink is gone and you've got, you've got 15 months of rehab ahead of you. And, you know, you are stuck at the spring training, the spring training site, um, and you know, and, and, and half the teams is in Arizona, and you're there in the, the dead of the summer. It's smoking hot, and you are trying to to uh, you know lift a one pound weight if you, if you tore your elbow ligament, 
you know, you, you are doing, um, so that's, that's, that's when players, I think, real, realize what, how the dark side of them, you know, injuries, struggles, and, um, you know, I, the, the Rangers uh, rehab coach is Keith Comstock, and, um, you know, the player, players who have been through there, who had to spend time with him? They, they, they loved him. And, He's amazing. And, you know, amazing man. Help shape. Help shape he does, my understanding of the of what the position should be. Sure, and he doesn't. He does. You know, he doesn't pull any punches. I mean, you know, the Rangers had a, their first round pick in 2016. So I'd have Tommy John surgery twice, and the second time, apparently, apparently, Tommy called him and said, "Well, you can do two things. You can quit, or you can get back on the horse and start doing this again." And I mean that's the that's the point where this kid was first round pick, you know, sky is the limit, future is right ahead, going to be in the major leagues on up twenty, and that ain't happening, you know. And, and so that that's the that, that's such a valuable position for for a team. It's not just not just that that he's getting them healthy. He's you know their body parts healthy. He's getting their minds healthy. Trying to, trying to provide them, trying to provide them the opportunity to give you some statistics. Like they are unable to provide statistics right now. My goal in that in that arena, my goal is to provide you with a healthy player to give you statistics. The fact is, there is no one way to do that. Like, but you have to be here. The fact is, you have to be a constant in that environment. That was. You know, once again, seeing the system, it's like, this is why I want to do this because this is where you have an impact. Like, I don't want to do something that's not going to impact people the way I want to, you know, like, and I offer, once again, I offer to do it for free multiple times. Like, and it was because I understood, like, I know the impact of fucking helping someone right now. Like, it's what I get to do. And it's, it's been very rewarding. Um, now seeing players open open their minds to something different, but but fuck man, like seeing that through my experience, like man, I've had great help from these PTs, these trainers. Ran into Kami very late in the game, like holy shit, like this is a like he's here all the time, like fuck man, I'm this is someone I can bounce shit off of, like I'm four, I'm four years in, I need someone I can talk to, like. He's, he's, you know, 10 years, maybe 10 plus years older than me and has got way more miles. He's been over the overseas. He's done this. Like what a great resource. Not to yeah. mention, he just wants me to succeed. Like literally does. He doesn't tell me how like, dude, he used to be amazing. He'd throw me BP as I was rehabbing and just fuck like, you know, Hey man, what are you seeing? Like I, I would ask him like, you're a pitcher. What are you looking at? Like I'm a hitter. Like, you know, hey, was this there? Like, th- hey, do you mind throwing it there? It is invaluable to have have a coach that is a tool, a sharp fucking tool. And that's what a, any good rehab coach would be. That's what Keith Comstock is. That's like, like I said, he is part, a, a huge component of what drove me to want to do it. Like, this motherfucker gets paid to come here every day and do this in the hot sun. I love it. Like, all these dudes think they're done. And it's because the system doesn't give a shit. There's more, bio, there's more fucking meat sacks behind these motherfuckers like right. they don't care it's why it's why stop. yes it does not stop but you're still hey man you're still part of the team get healthy you gotta like all right well what are you doing to help me do that like 
thankfully someone like that is in a position to help those guys. But it's still not like a common thing that somebody is there who should be. You know, I can't, once again, I'm not calling out anybody. I don't fucking, I don't know any of these people who do this stuff. I know that if you aren't approaching it the right way, it's not going to have the same outcome, you know, than if you're just trying to get the best out of them. Like, I'm trying to get the best out of them. That has nothing to do with the philosophy on the fucking wall in here. They got to get healthy so they can have a chance at that. Like, the fact is, like, getting health, getting healthy requires no, no limits. Like, you shouldn't limit that. Other, you know, once again, other, we're not talking performance enhancing, but other, as far as, like, just a philosophy of how to do it. And that's what team to team is there. There is a different philosophy on 30 different teams or however many teams are in baseball. I don't know. And that's what shapes the dynamic of, of baseball. That's what gives the spectrum of how these teams play is they all think they have the, the way to win it. They all share a fucking program that gives them all the same video and all this stuff. It's very interesting to see that. Like, everyone thinks they have an ace up their sleeve because of this statistic or this or this or this. That was the beauty of learning to play baseball organically. Like, we just need to make you the best hitter we can be. Like, you do this when you're doing good. Like, you're not someone who bunts, but it's still valuable to know how to bunt. You know? But otherwise, it is very valuable for you to drive the ball. When you drive the ball, it goes in gaps, it goes over the fence, it goes through holes in the infield, it fucking hits tappers down the line. (laughs) Like, all of those things happen when you try and take your best swing. And that is what, like, if you look at a highlight reel, it looks amazing. If you look at a full season reel of a guy who hits 300, it looks like shit because 70% of it's trash. (laughs) 70% of that shit is absolute trash. It's so, like, once again, not, not... you know, accepting that reality when you're teaching this game is just, it's nonsense to me. Like, how the fuck do you not observe that? I don't care if you're the best ever. You failed so much. There's so much to be learned through failure. That's what we're always trying. That's what this game is trying to teach. Like, pitch to pitch. If you can make the adjustment, you will be better. You know, learn, learn, learn. Because that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing I've learned, kind of, you know, from an existential standpoint. If you think you're going to win the game of baseball, it has something else in mind for you. Try and right. hit, try and hit your 300, and go and fucking be happy with what happens. Like literally, like the like, how else do you get 300 as a standard in baseball? How the fuck, do, with all the odd, weird shit about how the game of baseball is, how do you get 300 being such a beautiful acceptance of shit? How? Right. Like, where do you end up with 300 being the standard of a good hitter? Like, sure. you know, like, how? that's the thing I've always, like, so if you try and crack that code with anything other than fucking a philosophy of, like, just fucking, you know, feel, like, you got to feel these things, it's not going to happen. Like, like well, the game. Now, Go ahead. But with, the, with the, the numbers today, you know, they'll find a number the nerds will find a number and you know that that number is what makes this guy a great player you know whether it's you know a, a guy who hits 220 but has a has a 800 ops um or uh you know because he's he he slugs 520 and, and uh you know 
gets on base at, at you know, 100 points higher than his batting average. I mean, that's, hey, 850 is an all-star, even though he's batting only 220. You know, there's uh, the uh, Yasmin Grandal for the White Sox. I saw a story the other day saying that this guy is an all-star, even though he's batting 149. I mean, <laughs> there, there's, just, there's just something out there uh, these days where the the numbers guys the numbers guys find a find a way to make make these players valuable and you know I, I understand I understand on base percentage I understand on on you know OPS is is, is a big one I mean it, it 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 tells a lot more than just batting you can bat three hundred and have a 300, 320 slugging percentage you know, but um, just I I just still think there's you know that especially before the game's headed now, you know, there's a, there's, there's a ton of value, I think, in a single thing. you got to get a guy on base for all these guys trying to hit home runs. I mean, it's, I just, um, you know, it's in, in the, the way that these guys are failing, you know, 220 strikeouts a season, you know, guy, guys doing that. Um, so many guys who strike out more than 100 times a season, 150 times a season, it was okay. You know, because they do all of they do X, Y, and Z. It's just it's so so stunning how much it's changed. That that that's good uh, because you know, it's, in my opinion, it's not. You know, put the ball in play, damn it. You know, make something happen. It's it's funny you say that because I'll even I'll even I'm not even gonna play devil's advocate on that side of it, but I I don't disagree with you. The quality can change, but my 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 energy will go into okay. Let's dial back some of those strikeouts. What's the value if you just if you exchange those for, let's say every ten strikeouts is one hit. You know every sure. like exchange some of these things and and see how these stats play for you. That's the pro. That's how me or you see it. There is value to just contact. Like contact changes the nature of the game, and when you don't value it the same way, you see a different game. Like. That's that's the difference of like seeing, like dude, why why are strikeouts so rampant? Well, for one, if they're acceptable, if you're not as someone who is, it was terrifying the notion to strike out a hundred times a year in the minors because you'll you'll get released. Like I don't want to fucking, you know, I, I can't strike out hundred times. So there is there are portions of a minor league season where when you don't feel good, you're just trying to slap things in play. Like I I I have gone routine. I've dude I've I'm sure I've gone back to back sombreros in games and the last fucking two at bats, I am just trying to fucking pop the ball up. I'm trying to <laughs> not, I am trying to not strike out. I don't care about a hit. I don't care about winning. I care about not trying to strike out kind of like when you teach hitting at an angle, you stop thinking about every other aspect of how hitting can be approached. Like how, how can your strikeouts be affected when you're trying not to strike out and you're a good hitter. Like that's the difference of, especially when, if you don't care, they're just going to stack up because you don't care. What's the value of them to you now? If you're trying to be economical with them because the outcome of, of contact is different. It, it has, there's something more to it. Like a strikeout is static. Once it's in the book, it's in the book. If you make contact, something can happen. Even if it doesn't statistically benefit you, it may statistically benefit the team. 
absolutely. That's that's the thing as a team player. It was like, dude, I don't give it. When, once I learned, dude, I still don't know how to keep a score. I've never, ever keeping a scorebook. Don't know how. I fucking don't hand me the book. I can't do it. You know, it it's it's funny to see, like, once you learn that, like, an error doesn't help your average, well, if we win the game, I still don't, I don't care. I just want to fucking be out of here in the right way. I don't care if we win. Some guys on this team care so much that we win. I'd rather us win because they're an asshole when we don't. Plain and simple. There's some, that, that's, I've been on teams like that. I want to win because everyone's a fucking downer if we lose and I don't give a shit. I just, I, we're done. I'm, I'm out. I'm off yeah. the clock. Once the game's over, you know, I'm typically not going to be that person who takes it out on the rest of their night. But, you know, if you're not taught to do those things, or if you don't come to those understandings by yourself, you know, you're going to be like, it's going to be a very weird existence when all these things start changing. You know, it's why, once yeah. again, the guys that, that aren't striking out, like, in this system are anomalies. And it's just, they're the normal fucking dudes. Like, they're the guys who don't strike out. Like, they didn't give to that because, well, why do I have to, like, I can hit home runs and also not strike out more. Like, there there is a, a middle ground to that, too. It's exactly like me. I was always told, you can strike out more. Well, I don't want to strike out more. I'd rather hit better. Like, because mm-hmm. once again, I know my ceiling's right around 300. Like, I know that what I did in college is not going to translate directly here. It's not going to happen like that. Like, I, like, dude, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't play, like, I was thinking about the other day. I didn't play my last unadulterated game of baseball, it, it like, since college. Like, do whatever the fuck. You have the green light to do whatever the fuck you want on this field. <laughs> like, in professional baseball, once again, whether you have the abilities or not, doesn't matter if you don't fit the framework of what they're telling you to do you're just going to do what you have to do i still I, I stole i was capable of stealing bases in college definitely capable of stealing them professionally a lot of that is because i'm not perceived as a threat it has nothing to do with being super fast it has to do with being able to get a way better jump and i'm fast enough like yeah. i'm catching most people off guard if that happens 10 times a year What's the value? I can do it. That, but it got taken out of my hands. All right. Well, you don't want me to steal. I ain't fucking stealing. I'm not. I'm not getting in trouble because I. Right. I want to do this. Like it doesn't benefit me. But that's. I, I did constantly through my career. I saw that at least early when it was like I could run. It was like man, I get so many high leg lifts and nobody. You know, I'm never. I'm not the farthest lead off. But like, nobody picks me up. Nobody perceives me as a threat. Nobody like. I, I can definitely help disrupt this, you know? And, and that's the thing of, like, yes, everyone's elite here, but, like, it, you know, those throws are not on point every time. Like, if I'm not perceived as a threat, nobody's ready for this, you know? And it's – and it's um, how many times do guys steal bases when everybody knows they're stealing? Like, it was just – it's really interesting, once again, when you, when you try and play in philosophy – like baseball philosophy, like what are you capable of and what are we trying to teach you to do? Like most guys that play at that high level are capable of not striking out that much, but if you don't emphasize why, why would they care? Like they're going to, yeah. they're going to focus on the thing you're paying them for, not the thing that you don't give a shit about. <laughs> same, same thing. Like if being of a moral standard is not of, of a big concern, 
why the fuck are people going to try and change? Yeah. That's the, yeah. Pro- that's the problem. Like, once again, the system is totally fucked and it needs to be addressed because whether it's statistics, analytics, all that, it's, it's totally driven by the business side of it. And that's the sad part of what happens when you see that wrapped around such a beautiful game. But, uh, if, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, definitely did a pretty good job on this one, man. I, I, I appreciate you, uh, uh, collecting all this ridiculous nonsense and, um, us just, get, <laughs> us just getting to lay it down. Cause I, I, once again, I never really get to have these conversations with many people and, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always trying to address just what the system has and how it affected me everyone else on the other side sees it from these points and, and gets to express like, dude, the fan, like I'm, I'm an objective observer. I'm, I would even say a fan. I'm just trying to express like I've been in that environment and this is how it's perceived. Uh, you know, as someone who didn't want to yeah. be a shitty player and played like shit, sometimes it sucks to be told you're playing like shit by somebody who's not playing, but right. you got to suck it up, man. That's part of it. You know, that's, that's sure. part of that criticism. But also once again, if you're, if you're, um, not addressing those criticisms in reality. You know, that's how I do it. Like, dude, why are guys striking out so much more? You didn't used to have to do this to get this quality of game. What happened? That's, that's truly the real. And those questions for me, aren't to the players. The players are doing what they're told to do. Those questions go to the people giving those orders. Like, why the fuck are you doing this? Because this, this, this trickles down to, everybody watching this all these little kids are now pimping home runs doing all these things that you know launch angles uh like you said exit velocity spin rates little kids probably take their own tacky shit to the field it's 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 bananas man like it's crazy to see that 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 uh how far it 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 goes especially because of where me and you started because we're a little closer in time than um this last five years and where it's gone true but um jeff wilson as always uh always appreciate the time and uh yeah man dude we'll we'll definitely um i I imagine over the coming weeks we'll probably have another uh good volume of things to talk about um (laughs) and uh yeah see if we can keep this moving but um thank you again for taking the time my dude yeah i I enjoyed it i uh, always do man thank you again for taking the time to listen Corner of the Clubhouse is always sponsored by Roadrunner CBD. Roadrunner CBD is a family-owned, high-quality CBD wellness brand focusing on education and advocacy. Please go to roadrunnercbd.com today and start your CBD journey.